0: Hey everyone, this is Allison Lee, your host here at CraftCast, and on today's show, I'll be talking with author Jennifer Lee, who wrote the book, The Right Brain Business Plan, as well as lots of news and updates to talk about here in the CraftCast studios. so let's get started. Show number 150.
1: Starting the day again, oh yeah, letting the sun shine in, uh-oh, I'm gonna dig within myself. Uh Uh-oh Life may be never what you think But I think I'll just go with it And create something new
0: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another week. Here with me, Allison Lee, the host here at CraftCast. And I am happy to report that the rains washed away the snow, or as a, a friend of mine called it, the snert. That's a mix of snow and dirt, which is what it looked like. It was nasty. So uh... even if it does snow one more time here in the east coast in march that'll be a pretend snow and i'll be in denial about it so as far as i'm concerned i see those little little green heads popping their heads up the snowdrops and daffodils to come so i am excited uh... and i'm excited i just brought home my new car my new bright red prius i'm feeling very good about that uh, I have to get used to though the no key experience, which is stops you for a second. You have to turn it off with a button. I'm feeling very, very much like remember the cartoon show, The Jetsons. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, me and my Prius with my iPad. What can I tell you? It's the, that's the way I go. So, what else though? Oh, but while it was raining, I had a great time this weekend. Uh, at the 92nd Street Y, the famous Y in Manhattan, one of the famous Y's, where they have a great jewelry program. And I took a class uh, called the Myosin Knot Ring. Did I just say that right? The Myosinian. Myosinian, because it's from that time period, which is 1600 BC around, uh, Greek, which I love that uh, studying the old Uh, recreating. That's how I learned a lot of um, my techniques in goldsmithing and silversmithing was actually Byzantine and ancient methods. So very enjoyable. So uh, great fun uh, taking a class from a wonderful teacher, uh, Pam Farland. You can look up her work, www, her name, and did a wonderful ring and then some some reposé work, pair of leaf earrings. So it was fun to get back to some old traditional methods of uh, jewelry making. And being in the city is always, always a good time, always lots of fun. So that was enjoyable. Uh, Next up, I'm taking a, I've been taking a bunch of things lately in the, in the mode. Uh, And you have to do that. If you're teaching it and making stuff, you always have to keep yourself at that beginner level, I think, of uh, relearning you know, recreating yourself and the learning experience. So this Saturday, I'm actually taking a metal clay class. So I'm excited. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, there are some new classes up to take online with me here, your fearless host, and some other wonderful teachers. On March 16th, we have negative space caning in metal clay with Holly Gage. Uh, definitely an advanced technique, but even if you're just starting out, you might want to watch and get Uh, excited to give it a try and you get the recording so you can save it until you're ready and then another fun class with Ms. Barbara Becker-Simon and um, we're calling it enamel and metal clay bead mashup oh fun you know how much fun everyone is Barbara always brings a lot of fun to a class and she's going to show everyone how to do a graduate set of beads out of that sort of a combo so it's metal clay with using enamelless color totally fun and then, uh, not to forget, Mr. Patrick Cusick, also a joy to play with, and he is going to be on April 6th doing the demonstrating the botanical bracelet that won an award that he made out of metal clay. Uh, plus, he has a sort of an alternate look to it, too, which is also great. So, those are coming up. Come on over to www.craftcast, and you can check it out under the live classes. Uh, and also, there's lots of recordings for sale there, so there you go. Uh, see you... Um, I'm planning my trip to California in April. Mr. Eric Bergen, favorite son, Mr. Bergen is opening in a new play there called, it just went, it just went out of my head, temperamentals, the temperamentals Mm -hmm. at the blank theater, uh, company, a wonderful theater company out there. So that is very exciting. That's happening in April. And, uh, you know, that's enough. Always working down here in the CraftCast studio, doing whatever, Uh, getting to know people, getting to get more classes together. I have fun interviews, other interviews coming up. So let me also tell you about some things. Um, I've added into the show here um, an app review section. Since you all know, I am a a fiend, a lover, a friend of the iPad revolution, Uh, so much so that uh, yes, I just put this out to the world. I will be in line buying an iPad too. All of you are chuckling. Go ahead, laugh away. Uh, but when it is your business to create things for the iPad, etc., it's important to keep on the, uh, on the head of the curve, edge of the curve. You know what I'm talking about. Someone wrote on my iTunes page, if you've listened to CraftCast over at iTunes, and you can put a comment, they said, I was listening to your show on my iPad in my car, and it really wasn't loud enough. I'm like, oh my gosh, well, I've never thought about that, you know, but um, we should be able to, I'm sure we can, plug our iPads into the auxiliary and run it through the speaker system, but I think this woman was trying to do it freeform there, so you know there's always something new in this technology (laughs) and you gotta keep on top of it and you you know I love it so there you go so iPad 2 coming out this Friday Uh, and I'm gonna tell you one of my I love this app I've been waiting for it to come out the only thing I don't like about it and I never say things I don't like but I'm gonna say this because I know they're gonna change it is um, the price Oprah magazine has its own app I am telling you they took advantage of all the fabulous interaction and the animation so it's like having a live magazine let me just say that so enjoyable and I love the idea that I don't I can just store them I don't have to worry about you know they're on my iPad um, because I, I hate throwing them away so they're slightly pricey if you get it by subscription and you get the cheaper subscription it's more money than that. I, I don't quote me, but it's either three ninety nine or two ninety nine, something like that. And I, am sure they'll come up with a subscription price eventually, but Oh, it's fun. That's a fun app, fun way to look at a magazine. Uh, and then what else did I want to tell you about? Oh, um, a movie I saw and I know it was up for an award. I, I you know what? I fell asleep. I don't know if it won, but it's called exit through the gift shop. Uh, a documentary about, uh, graffiti artists and it's a twist because the man who's making the documentary eventually becomes a very well-known graffiti artist. And, uh, it is, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love movies like that. I don't know if it wants something. It, um, I, you know, cause I fell asleep, but I do remember Justin Timberlake came out and he said, I'm Banksy. Uh, and that's the character's name. and You never, one of the characters name and you never see his face. So uh, he was pretending, ha ha, little joke. So I highly though recommend that movie plus one other, which was, um, this is already on the, you know, the whatever paid for the, what's it called? On demand. Uh, and it's called Despicable Me. Oh my gosh. It was so so cute. Uh, We did a lot of laughing out loud when we watched it. So uh, if you want to have a good laugh, great characters, very well done. There's another little review of a wonderful movie. I know you'll enjoy it. So there's a few goodies for you this week. Uh, And now I want to talk to you about today's guest. I got her book in the mail uh, from her editor. It's called Uh, The Right Brain Business Plan, A Creative Visual Map for Success. Her name is Ms. Jennifer Lee. No, I'm not related. Uh, And I thought the book was very well done. It's an area that uh, artists, you know, hey, anyone trying to do business plans, I I think a lot of us go, you know, just sort of go like deer in the headlights look when that word is thrown at us because... uh, You know, if you haven't gotten, if you haven't gone to school exactly for that, you know, it's sort of an overwhelming concept to embrace. But I had a great talk with Jennifer and we talked all about that in her book and she does make it very understandable and uh, a great way to start the approach. So she's coming on shortly. Uh, But before that, I have a little music for you. I'm playing a song today by a group or a person call the group. Uh, the name is Nilo. The name of the song is Love Solutions. So enjoy that and come on back and I'll be chit chatting with Ms. Jennifer Lee. <laughs> Give me I'm excited today to have my next guest because we all need this. Why is this one subject that we all sort of look at and think, uh uh-oh, what do I do now? Um, My next guest is an author of the book, The Right Brain Business Plan. Her name is Jennifer Lee. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
2: Hi, it's great to be here, Allison. So,
0: of course, my first question is, why the Frig does the phrase business plan make all us artists' creative types go? (laughs) And (laughs) literally want to leave the room.
2: Because it's so intimidating. We think that it's like, yeah, like this huge document that needs to have all these numbers and that's what corporations do, right, to run their business.
0: Well, now, did you make one up and say, look at it and say, this is ridiculous. It doesn't have to be this way. There's got to be another way. How did you? Okay.
2: The first one that I did was from various, you know, traditional business books and stuff. I created a long word document that I just wrote out a bunch of stuff. And then I... Literally didn't look at it for another year and a half. <laughs> okay. So it wasn't really working for me, and um, the way that the right brain business plan came about was I was doing an art every day month challenge in November of 2007, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. and I was
2: like, oh, I should be reviewing my plans, you know, for 2008. I need to do art today, so why don't I make it art? So I did a vision board for the um, the first day, and did the collage on the front side. Of of an accordion book, and then um, on the last day of November, I did all the details that go into the plan, like the marketing, the finances, I put that on the back in little cards and envelopes and fun stuff like that.
0: Hmm. And it actually was fun.
2: Oh, it was super fun. And I had brought out, I was like, I oh, didn't I do some business plan before? And I brought it out, and it said, like, you know, it was from sometime in 2006. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Well, what do you think, what is the biggest stumbling block for people? Is it that the... Uh, oh, my God, it involves numbers?
2: I think there's definitely the scare factor of the numbers for creative types who don't feel comfortable. I think the other thing is um, sometimes it feels like we're getting trapped in a box if we
0: put a Mm. plan together. You Mm. know, creatives
2: don't necessarily like that. Okay. Um, So I like to think of it as it's a roadmap, it's a guide, um, so that you know where you're going,
0: you know. And is that the most important (laughs) thing? (laughs) Yeah. I I was listening to your video on there, and I thought, oh, that makes sense. You need to know where you're driving your car.
2: Exactly. It's (laughs) like if you are going somewhere, you don't have a map, you don't have a destination, you don't know turn by turn how you're supposed to get there, you're just going to go around in circles. So why not have a GPS? Why not have a map?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Well, what do you think is the most important thing that people overlook? what's in a, the in in, in their plan. yeah in their plan what's the thing that like they overlook that's like hey you forgot about this this makes a huge difference
2: mm. Um, gosh there could be a number of things I think probably the two things would be the numbers part of not being really clear about uh, how the money is coming in and how it's going out I think some people will come up with here's how much I want to make in the year but not think about oh it actually costs me money I have to invest in certain things to make that happen or I have expenses so they're not actually looking at the net, right, of what they're getting.
0: Okay, so let's, even people saying net and gross can throw some people. Oh, for sure. Let's just talk about that for a second. How would you look at the numbers? You say, let's do numbers that are easy. I want to make $1,000 this year so we don't have to divide with a calculator. (laughs) Uh, And that's what I want coming in. So now, what's the first step in the business plan to break that down?
2: Mm -hmm. I have in the section uh, called Managing the Moolah an exercise called the Moolah Map.
1: Mm. And
2: what that is is a fun, tactile, experiential way of getting the numbers just out of your head and onto paper instead of going straight into a spreadsheet and freezing,
0: right? Mm. Right, right, right. (laughs) So
2: it's getting pink stickies and green stickies and brain dumping. What are all the things you think you need to spend money on in your business? So it might be things like, uh, you know, materials if you're doing crafts you might need to take a class you might have some marketing expenses for you know doing listings or things like that or doing an expo table if you know the numbers put the numbers there and on the green stickies you'd write all the different ways you would make money so it might be different product lines um, might be workshops that kind of thing so that gets out on paper Mm -hmm. um, you know basically the profit and loss pieces right right and then you can take that get receipts and stuff. so You can actually put some numbers to that. You can write the number on the sticky and then take that into a spreadsheet. And there's a template that comes with um, the book if you download it um, on my site. And you can start plugging in numbers there, but you don't have to freak out with a blank template.
0: You know what I think is that sometimes people freak out and the truth is once you plug it in, you go, wait, that's not so bad. And now I can see that.
2: Yeah, It's the other side. Exactly. Then you're educated. When you keep yourself Mm -hmm. in that confusion and fear, that is way more stressful than knowing like, oh, I'm actually going to make a profit or "Mm, that is actually negative. So what do I need to do to make that shift? So you're empowering yourself with information.
0: Perfect. I love that. It's education. That makes it much easier than thinking math that you don't know how to do.
2: Right. And, you know, the other thing you could do with your Mula map, I mean, if you have a great bookkeeper who won't think you're crazy for doing it that way, (laughs) you can, you know, maybe do that. Moodle a map on your own and then have a session with someone who could help you plug it in and maybe do some estimates and guesstimates and stuff like that and do the numbers that way.
0: You know, I don't want to, I really want to point out what you just said, that it removes some of the stress, how important something that is, and people don't realize it until they do it. Mm -hmm. It really, you know, I made a, uh, an appointment that way myself with an accountant. and I said, you know, I'm doing this online business, It's is all different, and, then, and, then, and, then, and I said, I want to sit down with this person. So it, it went yeah. from, oh my gosh, I have no idea how to keep... Right. Tr- yeah.
2: And I did that too. I was like, I want to create my budget. I'm really freaked out. So I had my bookkeeper come over and we sat down. And it was funny because a lot of the things she was totally guessing too. I'm like, oh, you guess too? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
2: That's acceptable. You know, that really opens it up for me like, yeah, you know what? We are kind of pulling these things out of the air. You put a stake in the ground, and then once you have a few months or a year's worth of data, you can say, was that true or not?
0: That's a great way of looking at it, too. Plus, the, the, simply the term of, you know, one is a business plan, but specifically when you're doing business plan for an entrepreneur, there usually is not a sample to follow.
2: No, Right.
0: And uh, I think that is something that is appealing and also frightening.
2: Totally.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you just, and that's, this is where, I don't know, do you use the, um, I use the, it's totally a gut feeling. It's the resentment feeling for charging something if I'm not sure. I can figure it out on paper, but then I put the number out and say, "Do I resent that much, or does that much work for me?"
2: Right, right. Kind of doing the gut check after you've done the number crunching.
0: Correct. Do you trust that yourself?
2: Right. Yeah.
0: I think it's very important.
2: Yeah. And then testing it out in the market. Right. Are people willing to pay that? Correct. Yeah.
0: All of those things.
2: Exactly. So it's an art, not you know, it's more of an art than a science.
0: Nicely put. Very, very good. And it's an art that has an eraser on the back of the pencil a bit, so you can keep keep changing it it's
2: not a sharpie <laughs> no
0: do you remember i uh, oprah winfrey she was talking about her new um network and mm. she said how it started one night a few years ago on the back of a napkin and it was oprah winfrey network own and it yeah. was just sketching it out but obviously seeing it very clearly
2: yeah that's great
0: very powerful yeah. i think when you can sketch it out and see it mm-hmm. i also saw there something that i love talk about accountability
2: accountability is so important for making things real right if you have a, a great vision a great right brain business plan but you're not taking any action it's just going to be some pretty collage in your office or your studio yeah. uh, <laughs> right? Right. that's great it was fun but now what so accountability is where you make sure that you um set really clear um dates of when things are going to get done and how you're going to know it's done like if you um You know, let's say, like, in writing my book, I need to finish Chapter 1 by Friday the 10th, whatever I'm making it up. Um, And then I made sure I had a phone call with my book coach, and that was accountability outside myself. I had to show up at the call, send her the chapter ahead of time. That way I got it done. Whenever I didn't have a phone call scheduled with her, I didn't do anything. (laughs) It's tricky. Yeah, so accountability, um, having people who know what you're up to, and we'll check in on you, ask you, hey, how's that thing going, or set up a meeting with, like we were talking about with the bookkeeper, you know, like, oh, I'm going to set up a budget. Okay, well, if you schedule a meeting with someone and sit down with them and actually do it, that's a form of accountability.
0: Yeah, I think it's crucial. I like how you write in there, accountability buddy.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't even have to pay someone to help you with that. You can mutually help each other and maybe have um, a cup of tea if you're local. I know folks who just schedule like weekly phone calls or they do it over email and
1: check right. in.
0: Yeah. Well, it's I know that you were a coach or you're still a coach. Yep. And that that is a wonderful tool.
2: Definitely. Having a coach is a great way of holding accountability and moving past some of the obstacles and fears and getting clear on your vision too.
0: So let's also talk a little bit about... Um, mindfulness because I was reading in um, some of your material becoming aware of what you want and need that's different than thinking what you want and need I believe
2: totally I mean the thinking is I should do this I need to do this like someone told me I'm supposed to do something and that oftentimes feels yucky right like right. I don't want to have to do that so when you really quiet your mind and get in touch with your you know inner wisdom your authentic self, whatever you want to call it, you can tune into what brings you joy, what really helps ground you, what are the things that bring you alive, and that's what you really want, right? So you get rid of the shoulds, you let that go, and get connected to what's really important to you and have that be your compass.
0: Yep. I was listening. I was being coached by you right then. Thank you very much. It's always good reminders to hear it that way. Well, I love that part about aware of what you want and need that is different than thinking about it because a lot of times we can get, I think, stuck up in our heads because we're just thinking, making stuff up, and it's not really what we need at the moment.
2: No, it's a lot of spinning. It's a lot of... A lot of spinning. Yeah. Energy, like a negative energy wasted or, you know, yeah. Yeah.
0: But you know, here's the other thing, and in, in my um, in my work, in my experience, there is that um, on-off switch. Like when people start a new diet, how they get going at a club and working out, or they want to make a switch in their work time, and so they have to find a job that fills another category. It's that initial first step that seems to be the hardest to right. get people going.
2: Right. Yeah, and I'd say, you know, if taking those small steps helps to build momentum. So the more that you uh, take those steps, you show up at the gym, whatever, you're going to start to see like, oh, you're going to build evidence of, oh, this is working. Or, you know, maybe it's not working, but you won't know until you do it.
0: I agree. Yeah. And I always think that there's a, um, another road to get to where you're going. It doesn't always look straight and um, no, and, and well-traveled. <laughs>
2: Exactly, and the th- Actually, sometimes the thing you thought you wanted actually shows up in a different way, too, that actually is better for you. So it's being open.
0: Being open. That's true, yeah. too. Being open. All right. Let's talk about how you ask for help, how you figure out what you need help with and how you ask. There's mm. another big boogaboo. Super big.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people are so used to doing things for themselves or they're so busy helping other people. Yes. Um, so again, like quieting your mind. What is it I need help with? What's, like, giving me the most anxiety or heartache or, you know, like, just causing me stress? You know, what are some things that you can get off your plate? So I like to make what I call a helping hands wish list.
1: So all Mm. the things
2: in my business that I need help with, like, God, it would be great if somebody could handle the shipping of my books out, you know, or um, somebody to clean my bathtub because somebody's coming over tonight. You know, so it can be any of those things. Um, and then you can start to group them and see, are there people in your life right now that you can ask for help? You know, can you ask your spouse, can you ask your kids to pitch in more, um, or can you hire somebody to help you with these things? Um, and then it's important, you know, sometimes people kind of ask for help, but it's, um, not a real clear request, right? Oh, that's
0: something, yes, 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 I write in yours, yes.
2: Yeah, like, um. If I need the, help,
0: right,
1: just yeah, general Yeah, I need yeah. help,
2: or, they, they, or you complain about something, you're like, isn't it cold in here when you want to really say, um, will you please turn up the heater, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, so the more clear you are on what needs to happen, it's easier for someone to say, yeah, I can help you with that. Yeah, they it's... I can't read your mind.
0: I agree. It's a habit to get into. It's direct. Sometimes people don't want to be direct that way.
2: Or people just assume, you know, I have had this problem with I have so much going on, I forget that, yeah, people can't read my mind and I need to be specific about I need help with X, Y, Z done by this date in this format.
0: You sure they can't read our minds? I was hoping that that was the way it could be.
2: (laughs) I wish. Some parts of it I wish and then other parts I'm really glad they can't know. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: That's true, too. Oh, yes. Well, I think there's something else that comes up in, in that same vein, that um, and I, I live online, and with my um, new way of communicating, that being said, there can be a lot of misunderstood information that happens that way.
2: Mm-hmm. You mean in the online format?
0: In an online format, in an email format. Yeah. Because we're not looking and getting the human feedback from each other
2: right the body language the and the explanations yeah
0: you know we're not saying wait what did you mean or that type of thing so you know you can uh, i think that is something that has to be um really clear too definitely when you're getting into the whole whole business thing well let's talk about the whole vision board is that you know when that came out I had something tagged on my blog. This is going back like 2 years ago, I think when Oprah first did it, vision board, and it caused like crazy amount of hits because it was the new buzzword. Mm. So, I'm thinking I wish we could call it something else. No, I think it's been overused. So, mm. But let's describe that process to people who only heard the buzzword and they're wondering what the heck that is. Plus, you right. had some good advice in there about not getting stuck on certain th- images and things.
2: Right, right, right. And, you know, this whole concept has been around for a long time. Like Shakti Gawain, who's also a New World Library author, wrote creative visualization, and she called right. them treasure maps, I think is what she called them.
0: Yes, yes. That was like
2: over 20 years ago, right? Yes. Um, so, yeah, basically a vision board is like, it's a fancy way for saying it's a collage. <laughs> right. The collage where you get magazine clippings, you get, you know, junk mail, images, quotes, and you cut them out. You see what inspires you. So don't sense to yourself like, Why am I picking this crazy picture of a cheetah? I have no idea. But your intuition is somehow drawn to this image and it wants to be there. It's like the images are speaking to you and they're kind of speaking to each other and they form a story once you put them all together into one image you know, on your collage or your vision board. And basically what happens is your subconscious is bringing all these images together and it's telling a story of, you know, what you're wanting, where you're wanting to go, where you're drawn to. Um, Some things might be really clear. Like some people are like, I know that I want to have a retreat center in Hawaii. So they Mm -hmm. find an image like that and they'll put it in. Um, Other times it's not so clear. And like I said, like a random cheetah comes in or, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, a gazebo. And then over time like it starts to make sense you know maybe the cheetah means like oh i'm really fast in my business right 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 but um yeah somebody in one of my classes had a gazebo and then eventually that turned into oh it's not a gazebo it's a circus tent
1: Mm. and then
2: her business became um all about using the theme of circus
0: yeah 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 i think everything's in our um subconscious there do you
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. We just need to listen. <laughs>
0: exactly. I also have a belief that it all, one of the processes I've done is that if you go back to when you're eight, it's sort of there really plain and clear.
2: Yeah. Before we started editing ourselves. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, I, I also work with a 10-year-old now. I started with him when I was nine teaching him metalsmithing, and it's so clear to me you know, listening and working with someone that age, it's all right there. You know, he's just in the process.
2: Yeah. So this, this kind of approach using creativity and intuition gives us permission to get back in touch with that inner child.
0: So what does the actual, yes, that's true, and that's very important, uh, what is the actual business plan? It can look like anything then, right? It's not in a three-ring binder when it's no. done necessarily.
2: No. if a three-ring binder inspires you, why not? I right. think some people do put collages on it, glitter, feathers, whatever, right. if that floats your boat, <laughs> right, to <laughs> make it your own. Um, yeah, I don't prescribe a format because I think a lot of the inspiration comes from you know, whatever format people choose. So I happen to like book arts and accordion books, so that spoke to Mm,
1: me. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I've seen
2: people do like a leather cuff bracelet. She used to wear that around, and it was brilliant because people would say, what is that? And then she had a great opportunity to talk about her business. Right. right?
0: Oh, that's a good idea.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for the jewelry makers out there, it's a great idea. Um, Someone made a paper plate mobile. She got literally was white paper plates, and she collaged on one side. She wrote um, her goals and actions on the back. She tied it up with string and hung it from her office. Someone did visualize that. Yeah, you'll probably like that. Somebody did a paint bucket, and I think she, like, painted it gold, and then she had a feather boa around it, and she had some kind of sacred box, and she put all her cards that she wrote her goals and her collages and stuff in the box, and then it was in this paint bucket that had the feather bow.
0: <laughs> I would love to see what happens when she went into the bank with that for the, for the asking for the loan. And, I, and I'm and i all for it. I think I have one that looks that way. So I'm awesome. a big believer. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: I mean, they may look a little cross-eyed, which is why I have a chapter where I talk about translating it. Right. right. So tailoring the plan to suit right. the suits. Cause, but I, I think why not bring it in plus the supplemental, more serious version? Because I think that creative one actually speaks more to who you are, right? Kind of a branding thing in a way, too. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, do you think that uh, right now there's more than ever people trying to do this and make a business or no? What's your feel on that?
2: In terms of entrepreneurs and that kind of thing? It feels like there are much more entrepreneurs out there. I don't know if it's because we're able to connect more and give ourselves our own voice through social media and things like that. I
0: think so, yeah. yeah you know,
2: yeah. Uh, but with the employment rate the way it is and, you know, people losing their jobs and stuff, it's been an opportunity for people to say, like, oh, now I get to pursue what I really want. And I have known people like that who maybe lost their jobs or decided to leave and they started their own business. I think there's a lot of that kind of thing going on. And also with just this whole personal growth movement, people kind of taking stock of, Am I really satisfied or fulfilled in this, you know, cubicle land job?
0: Right, two sides.
2: You know, and then making a change.
0: Do you think that it's for everyone?
2: Being an entrepreneur? Yes. No, yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's, um, it can be really scary. It can be really lonely. I think you have to be willing to take a lot of risks and you have to have a really great support system. Um, yeah, some people really thrive in that kind of environment. Some right. people like having the stability, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's right. Like, It goes back to what we were saying earlier about the mindfulness. Get quiet. What do you really want? And have that be your guide.
0: Yes. I like to think, do you really just want to add in maybe a, which comes right out of that, a hobby where you're selling on occasional exactly. fairs? Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that might totally fulfill that need and feel great and... Um, yeah, it fits that need and it fits the lifestyle that you want.
0: What I see is the first step is very difficult for people and then staying with a program becomes the next. Like <sighs> now that I've said that, what am I going to do now? Oh, you know what? Forget right. about it. It's too much.
2: Uh-huh. Well, again, I think that's where the accountability comes in, right? Yeah. If, um, but if it is feeling like too much or if it's feeling like a it should, it's okay to let it go. Or to transform it, you may need to relook at, okay, what's going to get me jazzed about this again? Right. You know, do I need to maybe learn a new skill, learn a new craft? Or Some people just really thrive on learning different things. And I think, you know, I don't know if you're, you're probably familiar with Barbara Sher. Um, yes. She talks, yeah, scanners, right? And sometimes we think like, oh, you know, why can't I pick one thing or stick to one thing? I love her whole thing about You can do many different things and have that be okay, and once you accept that and find ways to leverage that in your life and your work, uh, you can make it work for you in a really great way.
0: Oh, I can't agree more. That's why I love teaching co-hosting classes with another teacher. I get to be there in every class, and I don't have to make anything.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) You get to learn about all different things. Learn about it all. Yeah.
0: And it's good to know you know, where you're at in that and, and, uh, and what's up about it, you know, getting clear something. Exactly. Yeah. And getting not beating
2: clear. yourself up if you decide to do something else. Like that's totally fine.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Sticking with the program and accountability. I think that I love that. Remembering accountability. All right. So now tell us about what you have going on.
2: Sure. So with the book launch going on right now, to celebrate that, I am putting on a video summit. It's called the Right Brainers in Business Video Summit, and it's going on now through March 11th, um, and it's free. People can come, sign up, and uh, participate in webinars that are happening in the morning at 10 a.m. Pacific time, and we have interviews with really fantastic guests. Um, we have Pam Slim, author of People Nation, Escape from Cuba Nation, um, coming on soon, uh, Danielle Laporte, uh, Lisa Sonora Beam, who your audience might know, yes. is a creative entrepreneur. Yes, she's been be on, on the show week.
0: before. Yeah. yeah,
2: she's fabulous. She'll be on, um, I think on Wednesday of next week.
0: Oh yeah, that's great to know about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very good. So what's up with, for you now? How do you, do you find yourself sometimes having to read your own book at the end of the day saying, wait a minute, what am I doing next? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I definitely, like, go back to it. It's, I'm referring to it as I'm, you know, running this summit. I'm like, yeah, I am practicing these things.
1: It's right. <laughs> good.
2: Um, I also have my right brain business plan hanging, and I look at that often, and I have um, other touchstones to help keep me focused, yeah.
0: Touchstones, that's a very, very important and good idea because I think that uh, people think, well, if you're doing it, it's just easy for you, and it's hard. Yeah. I like to blow that <laughs> out of the water. If they can
2: read my mind right now. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> right. It's strictly, it's, you know, you've just gone down that path first, and you're trying to keep it mode for everyone else as they come along, is what I feel sometimes. It's, right. uh It's it's very tricky. What's your, where do you get, um, like, what's your trickiest spot, do you think? I'll tell mine if you tell yours.
2: Like where I get hung up? About. Yeah, where do you get hung up? So we're, oh, okay, I have to pick only one. <laughs>
0: yes, let's. Yeah, don't tell them. Oh, we can't let everyone know. Yeah, just one. <laughs> uh, What's the one that you know? Oh, here it comes again. I hate this.
2: Well, I, I think it's all wrapped up in like I try to do too much, and then I'm super perfectionist about it. So <laughs> then I end up staying up super late, like <laughs> fine tuning a stupid email format because I want it to look a certain way, because aesthetics and beauty are important to me. So it's like my own double-edged sword of honoring my value, but honoring it so much where I'm, um, you know, it's a detriment to my own well-being. So definitely taking on too much and being a perfectionist.
0: Okay, so this is a perfect topic to end on, because it was what I was going to bring up. It's called the nurturing part. Hmm, Okay. So what you just said, uh, it's remembering that we have to nurture ourselves in our business yeah. and that nurturing doesn't always look like um what we think it might mm-hmm. I don't know what do you do like here's an example I was just going to say when j- exactly what you just said I think I was up the same night doing the same email <laughs> and I hit the wall and then the next day I am cooked and I've done uh-huh. that enough days in a row uh-huh. and it's bad and then luckily uh-huh. a friend says you look terrible, you need to go do something, get a pedicure. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she has a nurturing. Fill up the well. Right?
2: Yeah, for sure. Oh, I had a little breakdown moment uh, the other day, and I emailed my friend, like, can I call you for 10 minutes? Yeah. You know, she was great, and we talked on the phone, and then she talked me off the edge, and she's like, (laughs) at the end, (laughs) she's like, Jen, do you have anything planned for yourself after the summit is over? I'm like, hmm, No. Like, I think you and Brian need a getaway. I'm like, you're right. Mm-hmm. So, I talked to my husband last night about it. and So, we're going to pick some place to go really easy. And yeah, that's time.
0: Right. You know, you have some nurturing set up on the other side.
2: Yeah. And I have accountability because she's going to ask me about it next week on our Nurture Huddle call. Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. And the truth of the matter is, you do better business because of it.
2: For sure. And I think
0: that's key that people have to remember is that it's like a, it's a triangle. You can't do really good business unless you take care of yourself, unless you, you know.
2: Yeah. And I talk about that in the book, but it's, you know, you sometimes need the people outside of you to remind you. So that's why accountability is great and having support people is great.
0: Oh, it is. It's crucial. Yeah. (laughs) When my friend said to me, I'm, uh, you're scaring me. I haven't seen you look like this really. really." Yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't do anything else here now. (laughs) My work is done here just because I need to go to the nail salon <laughs> i don 't even care, but someone will you know massage me and i 'll feel better at the end so
2: exactly yeah it
0: doesn 't always take that much to help with uh, with burnout there so all right so in in conclusion, what would be uh, in your mind, what's the number one thing for people to just think of with their, um, that you would say, what would be your buzzword to give everyone, besides they should buy your book because it's great and it helps mm-hmm. you right away, uh, to think about when they're trying to get their business plan going or they're stuck?
2: I would say connect back with your vision, connect back with what has heart and meaning to you and have that be your compass.
0: I love that because you know what it is a lot of hard work and if you don't feel that way about what you're doing yeah. you won't last very long yeah it's really key that way definitely well i'm excited i'm going to be at your summit i want to come check it out i know the website is www try to say that three times fast <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Right Brain Business Plan. Uh, And I'm looking at the site right now. You can click through and find all you need to know about the Business Video Summit. Always good to get some inspirational help from wonderful women like you, my dear. Jennifer Lee, thank you so much for coming on. The Right Brain Business Plan link will be on the CraftCast website, so you can find that book with ease. Thank you so much for coming and spending time with me.
2: Thank you, Allison. It's been great.
0: Okay, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that. That talk I had with Ms. Jennifer Lee. Uh, her website again is www.rightbrainbusinessplan.com, uh, and that is also the name of her book. But you can get links to both of those things when you come over to the craftcast.com site. So if you don't have a pencil right now, not to worry. Okay, so I was thinking about what I wanted to chat about in the ET Entertaining Thoughts section of the show today, and I realize I always have a, you know a word or something that is. Uh, Feeling a concept that is very apparent and up for me in my life. And that word has been lately the word nurture. And uh, I know there's probably a lot of you out there, like myself, who you just sort of, um, you know, get through things no matter what, uh, push yourself to the limit and uh, to keep going. And I. No, as you know, that isn't always the way to go, not the best way i've really been enjoying the nurturing concept, so what does that look like for me it's as simple as making sure I actually take time to eat lunch <laughs> uh, that I take time to uh, take a walk to uh, have some downtime to and it's this sounds silly, right to eat lunch, take a walk but these are things we talk about, but you have to do them. And why I've gotten addicted now to doing them is because the return on my energy is huge. So when I do take time out to do those things, things that nurture me, whether it's eating, relaxing, uh, doing something totally different. I uh, like taking those classes that I talked about in the beginning of the show in New York this past weekend. The return on my energies and feeling uh, rejuvenated and having the well filled up inside is huge. So there's a good reason to do it. So I put that out to all of you this week, the concept of nurturing. Uh, I know some of you out there are already very good at it. I'm, and I'm learning from my friends who are good at it. And uh, and But for all of you who aren't, Take a take a look at that. Think about that today. Uh, it's one of those things that uh, helps your business grow, right? As we learned from Jennifer Lee. Okay, everyone. So that's it for this week. I love hearing from all of you. You can come over to the Craftcast site and drop me an email. Uh, make sure and sign up for the newsletter so you get all the information. Or you can even call me and leave me a message at 877-819-1859. 877-819-1859. I love hearing from all of you and make sure if you want to make sure you get the show uh, delivered to your desktop on a regular basis, go over to iTunes where you can push the subscribe button and you can leave a comment there as well. And your comments are very much appreciated. So until next time, you know what I have to say, get your butt in the chair and keep crafting.
1: Just get your- time